Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers! Cheers! Hi everybody, I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy, and welcome to 51 First Dates, the podcast. We're so excited to have you all here, and we're also very, very excited to have Sammy from 180 Days of Not Dating. You've, you know, you if you've heard this podcast before, you know that Sammy's not her real name, but she did originate this amazing Instagram and community and blog, and we're so excited to have you back on. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Oh my God, we're so happy to have you back. I just want to like give a refresher course. Last time when we first contacted Sammy uh, and like decided she would be on, she was like, oh, also like I have a couple days free. I'm going to just like fly to Brooklyn and see a friend and uh, come visit and we'll record in person. <laughs> and it was amazing. And then we got to hang out at Kimmy's old apartment and have beverages and get to know each other. And I now know. we're on Zoom, which is also fine, but it was just extremely cool guesting uh, I feel like it was still like the smoothest guest move we've ever had yeah it was so special in my tiny apartment where like the chairs touch the closet touch the wall touch the desk yes all no, of it super far away in Canada but it's nice to see your faces yeah before we were talking I was before we started recording I was talking about uh the current job I'm doing that's like semi for PBS and I was like PBS is like our public and she was like no we have that we have stuff in Canada I was like I don't know I'm sorry <laughs> like, but it was extremely hilarious um Sammy for anyone who wasn't listening towards closer towards the beginning of our podcast can you give everyone a little recap about 180 days of not dating like what the what the starting point was like what got you going on it tell us all about it for the people who didn't listen so 180 days of not dating was my instagram account is my instagram account that i started almost two years ago um the idea was that i was a serial monogamist i just always was dating someone all the time and my therapist was like that's not necessarily like the healthiest way to go like what is up with that why do you do that and maybe you should take a break. And she challenged me to go 180 days, approximately six months without dating. And I was like, I don't want to do this, but to like keep myself accountable and make sure I actually did it. I set up this Instagram account where I would post um, one little drawing and a little write up about how every day was going. Um, and I did that and it got like weirdly popular. It has like 20,000 followers now, which is still crazy to me that anyone cared that much about my weird life. Um, So I did that for 180 days of not dating. And then after that, through the process of 180 days of not dating and a bunch of the therapy I was doing at that time, I realized that I had a bunch of PTSD. Cool. Super fun. Um, And so then continued after the 180 days to tell people about Uh, my PTSD recovery process. And when that was finally over, I kind of took a break. So the account is currently on pause, but people can go back and read all about my 180 day adventures and then PTSD recovery, if that's applicable to you or interesting to you at all. The therapy process was really wild and amazing and it works. So if anyone's interested in that, like check it out. Yeah, I think that a lot, well, so many things. We wanted to have you on because, you know, We had many requests and we personally were part of those requests. We were really excited to talk with you again. Your Instagram account is really an unbelievable example of like how you can put yourself out there in a really positive way on social media. And I just really encourage any listeners who weren't here earlier on in the podcast or haven't checked it out to go there. But I think also a lot of things revolving around dating and you know, whether or not they're directly correlated to PTSD. We just get so many listeners writing in about, you know, kind of where therapy therapy plays a role in dating, but also just broadly in life. Like dating can really get people down. It got me down a lot. It's it's a difficult thing to do. And it's especially difficult if you have other things going on in your life. So I just, I really think your your perspective is going to be very valuable. And I don't know, maybe just like, in your opinion, where do you feel like therapy might – this is such an annoying, like, an interviewee question that is not even a good interviewer's question. I'm just going to say it. Like, where do you think therapy has played the most important role in, like, your dating journey specifically, even outside of starting this 
project. I shouldn't call it a project. Ours is a project. Yeah, it was a project. Yeah. Uh, it was a project to convince myself to do the hard work that I had to do. Um, that's not a bad question, though. Um, I think it's been so important in bringing a lot of self-awareness to things that I was doing or patterns that I was having and also in clearing up that PTSD. I'm basically like, I talk to people now who knew me before and they don't think that I'm different, but in my head, I'm so different mm -hmm. um, in terms of um, dating and my self-awareness of um, just like if something happens in the dating world, say, now I'm not like, oh my God, I'm the worst. It's all my fault. Like, oh, me, me, everything's about me. Everything that person said and did is me. And now I just have this like, total like different attitude like I'm stepped farther back and I can see things at, like I was like oh yeah that person's obviously going through something or yeah now it's not the right time for them this is fine it's not about me but before when I had all that PTSD swirling inside my head I was so on edge all the time that like anything could set me off and anything was a terrible thing but now I feel like I can see things with a bit more perspective and a bit more I don't want to say rationally because I feel like that's a word it's like kind of it's weird gendered word maybe mm -hmm. I don't want to go down that path but I can see things from a more realistic perspective let's say I feel like that's getting to that point is like achieving dating nirvana or like a spiritual <laughs> dating awakenment awakening oh my god that awakenment not a word at all uh, I like it but <laughs> like, but I feel like that's kind of that moment where I feel like something that can be experienced in her dating project too. <laughs> and I've seen it happen with other friends and like even family members and stuff like that when you're dating. Um, when you, I, I feel like it happens a lot when you break regular dating habits you have when you realize like, oh, like very few things are actually about have anything to do with me as a person. And a lot of things have to do with, you know, everybody else so like where other people are at like it's just alchemy like everything has to come together and it doesn't happen that often and the like deep realization of that I feel like is the highest pinnacle of Illuminati dating awareness <laughs> I feel like I should also say that like the therapy helped me achieve that mindset but it was actually Kimmy that put it into the words that I needed so listening <gasps> to this podcast was like part of my therapy and was so helpful that it was actually Kimmy saying those things like oh I all of a sudden realized it's not about me it's like about that other person so thank you Kimmy for that that feels like okay I'm just gonna try to like be an adult who can be like you're welcome but I I, I don't think it's it's more like I I think I'm uncomfortable because like for me that moment was like also hearing other people say that but then it finally clicking and like therapy was a huge part in that for me because mm -hmm. I feel like I don't know it's really easy to for or was easy for me to go to therapy hear those things hear that it's not about me but it took like a different level of doing different things in my life and then also like hearing other people have the same experience so maybe like I, if I could be one of those people to you that's fucking amazing but like I take a lot of your drawings and posts are so deeply relatable that like you know I think it's interesting that we can all impact each other's journeys it's all about not feeling alone guys I'm very cheesy tonight <laughs> it's lovely yes and I totally agree yeah amazing um I love like Kimmy is giving guru vibes right now because you know you guys can't see her but she's sitting in the dark <laughs> but just like the, the glow around your face is so magical like, I just would follow you anywhere I have this like re so I am it, it is right before the American holiday of the 4th of July if you heard any fireworks at the top I'm so sorry I'm at my dad's house and the lights are on a timer and he's not here and I can't figure them out. So there's this one desk lamp that's like <laughs> just giving me this red glow. So I will just continue to live through that guru vibe. It's but. very magical. But, um, okay, so Sammy, I have to be – so I wish, like, I didn't know your real name. It would make it easier. I'm not going to say it. I am not going to. We already but, fucked up eight times in the intro and then we said Sammy. Yeah, spoiler. <laughs> this is our, t like, 12th intro recording. But maybe uh, – Sorry, just briefly for any listeners who don't know 180 Days of Not Dating. Like, once you see the posts, like, it's really valuable. Your privacy is important. And, like, the way you're able to be so vulnerable is so special. In present day, will you tell us a little bit about where you stand with dating now? Are you in, out, neutral? Have you committed to monkness? Yes. <laughs> 
that is <laughs> amazing. Awesome. That's what I decided. No, Don the robes. Yeah. The other way. I thought, I mean, last time I was on the pod, I was like super freaked out about dating because I was actually, I didn't say it at the time because I didn't want to ruin anything for um, the story that I was kind of ongoingly telling on my Instagram. But I had just kind of started thinking about going back into the dating game and I was super freaked out. Like even just going six months out of dating, I feel like I was so awkward <laughs> going back and I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I want to even do this, but it's been about a year, I guess we were saying since I've been on and um, I did decide that I wanted to go back into the dating game um, and see what was out there, see if there was anybody for me, see what kind, what that kind of felt like in my life. Um, yeah, so I'm dating now. Um, I'm dating a dude. We've been dating for like almost three months now, which seems crazy, but it's true. Wow, that's exciting. So tell us a little bit. Okay, will you tell us about some of your first dates? Well, I know at some point we're going to get into talking about dating with kids because that's obviously like its own special thing to navigate. Kids meaning a kid. You you have one kid and a cat, which I can see behind you, which counts. Um, But like in terms of just like purely you from your perspective with your experiment, getting back into dating after this gap, can you tell us about like your first couple dates back and like the highs and lows of that? (laughs) okay that's a lot to cover oh my god um, that is a lot very very first date back in the game I actually did cover on the Instagram if anyone wants to check that out um there was like a guy from my past who I'd been like regretting the way things went because he was a super nice guy and I kind of couldn't handle him at the time because he was too nice and I felt like I like didn't deserve that um that whole yeah. narrative um, so once I started like feeling better I was like okay I'm gonna check in with this dude and I also happened to see around the same time on his Instagram that he'd posted something about being single and I was like oh interesting <laughs> so um we went out on a date <laughs> and it was pretty awful and um not awful in terms of some of the bad first date stories that you tell on this podcast um but just kind of it was not good. There was no vibe. So that was good to just check in with that. And also like confirm to myself like, oh, okay. So I'm thinking about nice guys now. That's a change for me. And that's probably a good direction to go in. Um, okay. Then the next date after that. Um, so then I tried app dating for the first time in my life. Um, Cause I've always been in relationships and then I always just go to the next person who's like standing beside the guy I just dated and then start dating that guy. So I never had the opportunity to go on the app dating. Um, but I went on OkCupid first and what were your thoughts? This- Sorry. Yeah. What were my thoughts? Um, on OkCupid specifically. Cause that's what I like yeah. didn't use just cause I was lazy. Yeah. Um, that's the thing though, right? It's like, it takes a long time to make a good profile because they have all the questions and you can make a really, really long one, which I think looking at it now, I was kind of using it as an excuse to not go on dates. Because if Mm -hmm. somebody says every single thing about them, you can find something wrong in there where you're like, nope, don't want to date that guy. Oh yeah. So like if they list like 99 of their favorite movies and then one of them is like, one that I don't like I'm like no thanks so I've spent a lot of time just like reading endless profiles and be like nope 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 um but finally like found one dude who um we went on a date and I told him kind of like what I was thinking or like kind of about the Instagram account that I like wrote online about dating for a kind of like millennial audience and he was like so uncomfortable with it which was so interesting Turns out he's, like, on the ethics committee of, like, the college that he um, works at and had a bunch of, like, ethical quandaries about writing about people without their consent and just, like, brought up a lot of stuff for me, not necessarily, like, dating-wise, but, like, ethics-wise in my life. So that was interesting. Oh, my God. Um, I'm feeling, like, all my, like, oh, fuck, if I really thought about the ethics around this podcast, as anonymous as every date was, like... As much as I never feel like it's weird when a guest talks about their date, when we did it specific, like, yeah, I felt really weird a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. But then I'm just going to bring us back in my my guru red light here. Like, it was so comforting to see your posts, Sammy. Almost did it again. 
And then if you like if anyone ever feels like they can relate to us chatting about our past experiences, I don't know. It's such a weird line, but that's very uncomfortable on a date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it I thought about you a lot, obviously, during yeah. that time well, And kind of it gave me like a good chance to think about I did I sort of sent him because I had it in my head, but I'd never really written it down, like an ethical code of what I was doing about how I was protecting people's identity and how I would speak about them. Like I did have some shitty people, but for the most part, spoke about people in a pretty nice uh, light, like you do as well. Like, and you never really trash talked people uh, about the dates. So yeah, it was a good chance to kind of outline that for myself and then send it to him. Um, But that didn't actually work out because of kids. Like he had kids as well, which initially I was like into, because I was like, oh, you must understand like dating with kids. But it meant that our schedules never lined up. Um, we had, we could see each other every other Saturday and then Mondays after 7 PM. Mm. Those were our common times. So that just didn't work out. Um, we kind of like ghosted each other and then he came back. What's that? Zombieing? We like come back after. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Fuck. I've never heard that, but that's incredible. Yeah. So he came back and I was like, I'm seeing someone now. Sorry. Um, so dated that guy and for like two dates, dated the bad date, which I'm going to tell you about, <laughs> if you're going to ask me about a, a bad date, I recently Definitely. Had. Yes. Always. Um, we sometimes forget yes. to do it first, but we always are ready for them. And then um, dated this guy that I'm now seeing. So I hadn't, I didn't really do too much of the dates. Um, I think because I was like really picky in the online part and making sure the well, person going out with was good. I feel like that makes sense, especially when, like you said, like you have a child and your time is more precious because you have certain nights where it's like it's nights you can go on dates. And, you know, it's it makes sense to be like selective and just value those like straight up hours. And so it makes much sense given the context. Like I'm just thinking we're always talking about like what I ended up doing because my therapist was like go on more dates. But your therapist literally said the opposite at one point in life. <laughs> yeah. It's just like it makes sense. Like <laughs> I think sometimes we get in the mindset of like go on dates, go on dates. But we also try to like – like it's really great to talk with you and be like sometimes it's not about that. It's like be more picky about your dates, especially if you're trying something new like online dating. Like that is fully okay. We love when people go on dates if that's, like, breaking their mold. But then sometimes it's really just important for us to remember, like, not everyone was stuck in what, like, Kimmy was stuck in. Me. That was me. That was third person. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so, oh, my God. I want to know about this horrible date. Will you tell us? Okay, so I just – I probably clarify, like, the person themselves was not that horrible, but it was kind of horrible. Um, I should preface it by saying that some, my kid had been super sick, um, on the Friday night and like barfing a whole bunch. So I was like, that's not great, but the day was on Monday. So, and like, I don't know, I had been feeling also kind of sick, like, but being like, oh, maybe just seeing someone else sick makes you feel sick. Maybe I'm fine. So I thought I was fine. Um, and so then also they scheduled this date um, for 9 p.m., um, which is late for me as a mother who eats at like 5 p.m. Um, so it's late for me as a, just a human who likes to be done talking by 9 p.m. <laughs> like. um, so that and then I decided I like wasn't going to eat any dinner because I'd like eat on the date it's fine so I got there and immediately there was like no vibe with this person which was kind of weird because I can find like a vibe with anyone like I was thinking about it recently I've been like vibing with like my local grocery store lady she's like giving me a lot of like free food and she's just like an old lady I can vibe with like anyone but this person was just like like nothing which is fine but so I was like okay well I'm hungry so I'm gonna eat dinner and like I'll sit with this person and learn about their life and maybe it'll be interesting it's fine I don't care if there's no vibe whatever um and got a drink just to like make things easier but took like one sip of the drink and I was like oh no I know I'm gonna puke oh oh my god (laughs) and but I was like I don't know it's fine I'll just like my stomach's empty it's 9 p.m I didn't eat dinner I'll just like get the food it'll be fine so like wait for the dinner 
and like try to go easy on my drink and start eating dinner. And I'm like, oh no, no. And in the meantime, like oh, I'm not no. even listening to anything they're saying because I'm just like sitting there being like, don't puke, don't puke. <laughs> oh my God. I know and that I feeling. Oh. Ate, like three quarters of the meal. And then I was like, no, I can't, I can't, I gotta go. And I just stood up and I was like, I have to pee, gotta go, bye. I just like ran to the bathroom. I just barfed like everywhere, all over, oh my like, God. So and like didn't even lock the stall because I like couldn't. And so a girl like came in and then it was like the most Canadian thing. She was like, oh, sorry. And I was like, oh, sorry. And like, like, barfing and, like apologizing. <laughs> so bad. So I finished barfing and then I'm like, oh fuck I have two options right now like I can go out there and then either tell this person I was like ralphing which makes me look like either a super lightweight drunk or because I had like one sip of my drink or that I was with my contagiously barfing child and now they're probably gonna get it because it's obviously contagious and just takes a while to hit you and I had told them that my kid was sick so I didn't want them to think that I was making them sick so I decided I was just going to pretend nothing happened. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. goodness. You're saint. Like, you are very brave. Because also, even if you tell someone on a date, like, hey, I just barfed, like, then there's also that thing of, like, they might think you're doing the, like, rom-com thing of making it up. You know what I mean? Like, making yeah. an excuse so you can leave, especially if there's no vibe. It's, it's like, a that's a really tricky situation. <laughs> yeah. So I just decided to not mention it. So <laughs> back to the table and they had thankfully got the food packed up and they were like here you can take this home and I was like oh god but I took it and and like took another drink of my drink to just like swirl it around in my mouth so I didn't like smell like barf and then went out onto the street and like found a cab and then they went to kiss me goodbye but I had just been barfing Ah. I totally like ducked their kiss and avoided that and then I realized like after while I'm in the cab ride home like actually that was probably a good thing that I was barfing a whole bunch because under normal circumstances I probably would have let that person kiss me because I would have been like trying to be polite or like nice or whatever but I didn't want to kiss them the date was not good there was no vibe um so I think in the long run the fact that I barfed a whole bunch was actually like a good thing (laughs) and taught me about like that you don't have to kiss people just because they're going to kiss you you can duck their kiss for any reason, whether it's barfing or you're just not into it. So, wait, I kind of, I, I really, sorry, I, I was gonna say, I really like that, but you were, I'm sorry that you were so sick. And there was a lot of that date <laughs> that I don't know honestly what I would do. And I think I would default to a lot of just like being polite, but I kind of like that, that like lesson that you gathered from it because. <laughs> So often, even when I felt more empowered in dating and even when I took things less personally, I just feel like, I don't know, it's really easy for me to default to, and I'm pretty sassy, like I will say my opinions, but in certain situations, especially on dates, like just default to like this thing that's polite, but it's almost like beyond polite. It's like, you don't actually have to kiss someone because they lean into you. Like it feels polite, but like I don't think that men necessarily and I'm speaking heteronormatively right now, but, like, I just think, like, straight men don't feel like they have to kiss anyone who leans into them, and not all women, straight or not, do, but I don't know. There's just something there that, like, I really appreciate. It's like, well, had I barfed, how would I act on that date? Maybe differently. <laughs> you know? like, I don't know. I feel like I it's this. Oh, sorry. sorry. Go ahead, Sammy. I was just going to say, I, I – I thought about Kimmy as well. Kimmy, now you're going to be like freaked out that I think about you all the time. Not at all. <laughs> but, and then I went home and I had the urge to be like send a nice text to be like, thank you for a lovely evening. But I thought about some of the conversations that you two have had here. I was just like, you know what? I don't need to send that text. Like didn't necessarily have a lovely evening. And why would I be actually doing that just to be nice or because I actually felt that way. And yeah, so that was empowering too to not feel like I had to do that as well yeah it's funny I feel like turning down a kiss and like sending the like nice to meet you but I don't feel any connection text there's like a connection there I feel like we need to get 
we need to start gathering stories of how people have turned down kisses. You know what I mean? Because it's such a delicate thing to do. Uh, Sammy, we've been talking a lot recently about the like the text you send the next day when you didn't like the person or when someone asks you on a second date and you just didn't feel it. Like what you write, how honest you are, and you know, yada, yada, yada. But I feel like I want to start gathering the stories of how you've dodged or turn down like kisses. So listeners, if you have them, send them in. <laughs> because it's it's almost like it's more personal because you're in person with that other party. But your date it's also it requires so much more bravery on their part if they're the one kissing than like a text of like, can we go out again? So it's so it's so tricky. Well you also have to make a snap judgment. You don't have like you don't have like an hour to sit with the text and craft and mm. you know, it's like you have to in the moment be like Okay, like where we go? How how's this happening? I'm also all about consent now. Like, uh, Me Too happened during yeah. my 180 days of not dating, so going back into the dating game. Also, I thought that like dudes would have like absorbed some of that information and dating would be different, but surprise, no, they're <laughs> still not going for consent. But I feel like it's totally legit to dodge a kiss or not accept a kiss just because they straight up didn't ask for it. Like, even if you want to kiss them, you can be like, whoa can you like ask me maybe or what's going on here and I've kind of taken on a lot more of that consent language and stuff these days I think that's a really great point because if we zoomed out and think about how many times like subordinate co-workers even not even subordinate to boss but people in work environments where the stakes are so much higher in weird ways we're just being polite and like accepting mm-hmm. a kiss or more or like these awful things that you know spurred the me too moment movement it's yeah it's a good it's a good lesson it's funny how often i feel like i just i feel like that was a moment in time and i'm moving on and everything's better and then you're like no it's not just cuz we talked about it doesn't mean anybody's changed their behavior no it's it's tricky cuz i you know i think that a lot of people are changing and adapting but the ones who aren't like really aren't on that sad note <laughs> sad note, can we let's take a quick ad break and when we come back we're going to talk to sammy a little bit more about dating with kids kid hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back. We're, we're back here after that ad break. Many of our listeners have requested, you know, a little bit more conversation around dating as a parent um as a single parent for the most part um but just kind of the complications that come around that Sammy I know you mentioned that one person you were dating and how it was tricky to just even see each other so I'm just wondering if like like zooming out if you had like one piece of advice that you felt like was actually helpful to you and kind of telling yourself how to manage scheduling around dating and not feeling guilty about it. I don't know. I'm I'm really going, I don't have any expertise here. So <laughs> that um I would say is like still a challenge in all honesty. Um I have a pretty set schedule, which is nice, but um sometimes it changes depending like the baby daddy and I are like super good friends and we want to be flexible to help each other out. Um, so what that means is that I'm the one who knows the schedule. The dude I'm dating, like, doesn't really. I've thought about, like, having a shared Google calendar where he can see what the schedule is. But it means that I'm basically the one that instigates the hangouts every time because I know the schedule and he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And that's something that he said is he actually, like, doesn't mind someone who has a kid. But that's something he misses, like, the ability to have spontaneous dates. Whereas I'm like, no, we need to schedule this. I need to book this on the calendar. Otherwise, I'm going to have to move it to accommodate the baby daddy. So that's one thing um, to consider. But it's fine. I mean, for the most part, like, we make it work. He's Like, if he didn't want to make that work or didn't care about it, then it just wouldn't work out with him. And that's fine. So it's kind of like a 
litmus test, would you say, yeah. of like someone's goodness as a human is are they willing to work with the stuff you've got going on? Totally. And when you were like first getting back into dating, going on OkCupid, like doing all of that stuff, were you really front and center about the fact that you had a kid? Like, did you put it in your profile? Were you like, this is all of it, like, take it or leave it? That is such a good question. I would love to tell you about my dating journey on apps and <laughs> what ended up happening. So I started with OkCupid because A, I wanted to like read every single thing about everybody before I dated them, but also I wanted to say some shit. <laughs> <laughs> about myself so I had like a big part I would say like a third of my Ogie Cupid was dedicated to like explaining my situation um so I like posted in the pictures I had one that had my kid in it but not with her face like I had like a little emoji on her face because respect her privacy but it was like literally the cutest picture I have of myself also has her in it so I had <laughs> that there for multiple go. reasons but I wanted to be like really clear upfront have a kid this is a thing and then I explained in the thing like um I have this kid and uh I have her on like I think I even said like the specific days that I had her and also like um that I have a great relationship with the baby daddy so there's no drama and I just was trying to like preemptively think of what are the things that people are going to be turned off by like oh that girl is a kid she probably like I don't know, there's probably like shit going down with her baby daddy and like whatever. So I was like trying to like answer questions before they were even questions. And this is like, like probably too much information. So how did we keep it for a bit? And then I got Hinge where you have like less information. So even in my Hinge profile, I still had that cute picture of me, obviously with um, mm -hmm. my kid in it. And then in the caption of that photo, I explained the thing about the baby daddy and like no drama. Um, and also I should say, can I like briefly pause this? To oh say, my God, of course. Yeah. Hinge? Was it Hinge? I think it was Hinge. Either Hinge or Bumble accidentally somehow gave me a paid membership when I didn't pay for it. I don't know what happened. I feel like they felt bad for me. Like Hinge, I swiped through literally everyone and they were like, you are done. There are no more people to look at. And I was like, cool. Um, so I think, I feel like it was hinge anyway. And then on one of those platforms, you can search whether someone else has kids or not. Oh. So I was going through and I was like, Oh my God, none of these dudes have kids. Like, are they going to want to date me? I don't like, I don't know. I need someone who like has kids and understands my situation and like swiping. And then I got, I noticed that it was like, Oh, premium membership. I was like, what the fuck? I didn't pay for that. Anyway. So with the premium membership, you can search whether someone has kids. And there were so many dudes that had kids that were not actually putting that in their profile. Oh. So, oh, so you can see like yeah. another layer of information? Oh. Even if they're not posting it, it'll only show the people that have kids. Interesting. So that was super interesting. And I was like, fuck, if those dudes aren't like being honest about it, like maybe I don't have to be like so upfront and like say every single thing about my situation. So got bored of Hinge, obviously, because I've reached the max. Like, I saw everyone. We've heard um, that also so many times. Like, I just feel like so often. And it's rude when these apps are like, you have exhausted. Like, I remember that. It's like, fuck you. If that is true, no. Your app is not popular enough. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not my fault that your app is not popular. So then I went on Bumble. And my therapist originally – so other therapists, not the one who told me – to take the dating break I have another therapist my trauma therapist and she was like you definitely need to be dating because like a way that you heal trauma is through connection and through other people and she was and I was like but I don't know what to put in my profile and she was like just put a picture of yourself like you're relatively attractive that's all people care about you don't have to write anything and so I just I got bumble and I was like just like looking at it and seeing what it was so I literally just had one picture of myself and no information and that's when I got a lot of matches <laughs> <laughs> and then I was saying to people I was like literally like anyone who I was like even a little bit interested I was like I just want you to know like I didn't put it in my profile but I have a kid and is that okay and like everyone except one dude who like seemed to have an issue he was like no I really decided that's not for me everyone was like yeah that's fine oh, so that's so interesting, interesting. 
Interesting. Yeah, so interesting. Especially given like what Bumble looks like. It is truly so picture centric, I feel like. Yeah. And it what why like I don't know. It's really interesting to you. I think it's still I don't want to say brave because that sounds annoying, but like I think it's still cool that you shared that so early on. And I feel like I remember people sharing that with me early on. And I almost wouldn't, though, be mad if I went on a first date with someone and didn't know that. Like, I appreciate that you wanted to share that, Sammy. But, like, I don't know. It just seems – it does seem quite stressful. Like, I wish there was a way to share that without having to feel like you're over – like, you have to write it in your bio or something. Yeah. And, like, I like a good flirty banter early on. But when my, like, second thing after high is, like, by the way, I have a kid. It, like, kind of – messes with the vibe I should tell you though because now I've had the opposite like the other experience too is so the guy I'm dating now mm-hmm. actually met him in person um at an event in December and I was like he was so he's so cute and I was so into him and we had like such a good vibe and but I was there for work and like also like pretty new getting back into dating it was like I don't know how to ask him out and like I'm, I'm here like representing my work and I don't think I should and but I really want him to ask me out I like just didn't know how and so I just didn't but I, I like sent him a follow-up email the next day being like it was like so nice to meet you blah 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 and like hoping he would ask me out and he didn't and then we met on um and then I saw him on Bumble he was like one of my first like swipes that I saw and so I was like oh, hey, member from that event. And he was like, oh, yeah, like, let's go on a date. And at the event, I'd been like, blah, 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 my kid, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, oh, he knows, like, it's perfect. Like, I don't have to bring it up. So we get there, and then he's like, oh, so what'd you do today? And I was like, something, something, my kid. You knew I had a kid, right? Are you like, you remember that? And he's like, no. (laughs) Oh. I totally tricked him into going on a date with me. That's how I felt. You did not. You did not. You no. did absolutely. No, I'm sorry. I wouldn't call it tricking. I'm sorry. No. But I didn't do my whole like preamble and it wasn't like, it was actually, I, by that time I had put it in my Bumble bio, like just a little icon or whatever that said I had a kid. Oh, that's, um, I like that. Like an emoji or, a, or yeah. a, is there, no, there's a thing. For, yeah. Yeah. And, and then, so I was like, uh, I have this kid. Um, and then, he he's not okay this is like our thing that we have issues with is he's not big on words of affirmation which is my big love language so instead of being like it's fine I like you blah blah he like literally said nothing so I was like oh my god is it fine is it not fine and then he pulls out his phone and he was like look my sister just had a baby yesterday and like here's her and like this is my nieces and I love hanging out with my nieces and so it was really nice it wasn't like super affirming I wish he had said like that's fine um but it's interesting. In our conversation, I realized like it was fine and it is fine. And um, I feel like I'm just going on and on, but no, I want not at to all. sing. No. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I feel sorry. like that's, yeah, it's interesting because, yeah, it's funny. It's cool to hear that you generally did get that response of like most people were like, yeah, that's fine. Like, I feel like that's, you know, to me, that would be the intuitive response. It's like, yeah, sure. But was that surprising to you? Like, did you have mm-hmm. an expectation that, like, you were just – people were just going to be nexting you left and right because of that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, to be straight up honest, like, I don't really want to date someone who already has a kid. I just kind of wanted to do it because I thought that was the only people that would like me. But hmm. it was nice to see that that was not the case. Interesting. So when you were first talking to people, you were kind of defaulting to looking for for – men who like had already had children who you thought would be on the same page yeah I thought that'd be like easier because they would get it but then I did go on that date with the guy who did have kids and realized like when you're dating someone with a kid you're also taking on because I'm a super empath so I take on a lot of other people's energy and feelings and I realized that it wasn't just him I was starting to take on like his daughter had a hard day at school and like his kid was doing so-and-so and and, like his ex blah 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 and I actually like really related to his ex and thought she seemed kind of cool um uh but I realized like when you're dating someone with a kid you're not just taking on their energy you're (laughs) you're taking on a whole family's energy as well so that's something to keep in mind also yeah no totally it's a a really good point I feel like also dating someone who has an existing kid like my kid is almost five 
it's almost easier because like having a baby is really rough and really awful but if you get to skip that part and just like come into a family where a kid is five like I'm into that (laughs) so there might be people out there thinking that way as well so who knows you don't know until you yeah that's like what I could not articulate but was thinking like maybe that yeah (laughs) maybe like there's someone who wants every different version of every different life so finding your match is finding a match in so many ways and then in terms of like the person you're dating now and your child like if you are open to sharing how did you kind of like integrate those parts of your life or have you or yeah that was the last thing I definitely wanted to mention um is that so while I was doing the 180 days of not dating I was like reading so much and learning so much also I wasn't working at the time because I was on mental health leave for PTSD so I was like learning so much and one of the things that I um, learned about was that during the first six months of your relationship your hormones are like totally batshit crazy and they convince you that the person that you're with is so awesome and like definitely the person for you and it's it has to do with like the fact that you're having a bunch of sex and there's like oxytocin around you're just Mm -hmm. you like just feel high almost from dating someone and you actually can't get an accurate read on that who that person is and if they're perfect for you in those first six months and Hmm. it's actually impossible to maintain that passionate love feeling for more than six months because like if you did all those hormones in your body you would this is what I heard and read but like is this true you would actually die if your hormones maintain that level of like crazy passion. Um, But then after the six months, they start to kind of like go away um, and you kind of start to be able to have a real perception of who this person is and if they're a good fit for you or whatever. So the baby daddy and I made a rule um, that we're not going to introduce people to our kid until at least that six month window, seven, maybe eight months um, so that we can get a real sense of, is this a good match? We don't want to be introducing her to like every random person. Um, and yeah. like, we don't ha- want her, her to start bonding with people and then they're just not in her life anymore. And honestly, also for me, part of my thing with the baby daddy, like we were intentionally having a child uh, at five months. Like we'd been together for five months and I was like, yes, let's have a baby together and let's do it right now. Still in that crazy hormone mm. stage. Yeah. And then when we were together, I was like, do you want to be with me or do you just want to be with me because we have a kid together and like had all that. And like, I kind of want to take these six months to myself and be like, yeah, you're into me. Not like, oh, you met my kid and my kid is cool. And you like see this future that we could all have together. I want the person I'm dating to like actually like me because <laughs> I was so unsure about that in the previous relationships so I'm enjoying this time where they don't know each other and yes it's hard for scheduling because that means I can't see him on the days that I have her but so far so good I think that is amazing in so many ways first of all that you and your baby daddy sorry it sounds weird when I say that (laughs) your co-parent whatever your baby daddy That you were able to come to this thing together. Like, that is so fucking mature. Like, I am not that mature, and I just want to shout that out. But also, everything you say makes perfect sense to me. And, like, just, like, as a child who had parents, like, I think that, that your daughter will really appreciate that in the future, even if she never knows about it. You know, like, it just feels really, I don't know. And also having something that is agreed upon, it just seems very healthy. I'm sure you know that and have come to that on your own. I'm just like very much like, fuck, I wish, I know I wouldn't be that mature, but I like that. Well, I feel like the thing that's so smart and cool about it, just to continue to pile on how awesome you are, <laughs> I know, is, Jesus. is like you're taking care of her, but you're also taking care of yourself. Like, you know, I think that's the secret of like so much of life. It's the oxygen mask rule or whatever. You know, it's like you're going to be a better parent if you're taking care of yourself. She's going to be a happier, per- you know, right? I mean, this is what my my sister is a new parent and this is something that she's been talking about and like coming to and whatever is like the balance of how much how much of her, you know her happiness will affect her mm-hmm. daughter's happiness and mm-hmm. uh it's it's really i think it's really cool and like very very wise that you're like also like this is 
he's got to like me for me and not be telling himself the story of what we are. And it has to be the right thing for me for it this to, you know, be copacetic. Yeah. <laughs> it also Thank feels you. like there, yeah, there are a lot, like, there are ways to apply that. Like, nothing is like ha- having a child that, like, you could date someone and they could fall in love with your child as well. That's, like, the ultimate pinnacle. But I feel like there are other um, smaller iterations of this or, like, smaller summits on the mountain that, which is totally me thinking of your drawings, Sammy P.S. I'm like, ooh, mountains. Um, but just thinking about, like, in relationships, even without children, just, like, whatever your not that it has to be a rule about months, but certain things that you just, maybe in the past, things have gotten caught up in relationships that aren't necessarily part of you, but part of your life that like you want to remove yourself from. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like other ways we could apply this because it just feels so, it feels like you're taking care of yourself and like being really self-aware. And I'm trying to think of other ways like we all, any listener, any of us could take care of this kind of sense of self in dating, like, to maybe be sure about certain things. I don't know if that's too I feel like the six-month rule applies to everybody, not just people with kids. Like, don't move in with someone at, like, five months. (laughs) Just don't. I know housing's expensive in a lot of cities, but don't do it until, like, seven months. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of stuff like that. Or wait three and a half years like the really healthy avoidant personality type that I am. That was also a really healthy, smooth move. You've got to be really sure. Or, you know, go go to therapy for your avoidance issues. (laughs) But... Yeah, I mean, especially New Yorkers. I feel like I I know a lot of people who have made that jump in New York because they're like, I can get a really nice one bedroom. And it's like, yeah, but what about when you break up and then you're living it? Like we've, Kimmy and I have both known a lot of people living in a one bedroom together with an ex. And it's, yeah. a, like, I've probably known 20 people who have been in that situation and it yes. is a bummer. Even like light career planning things or I will or won't do this before six months with someone. Like I'm thinking about like the fact that I went to business school. Like I don't know. I think like in slight ways, I'm not saying we all do this, but you can start to – you can meet someone and you can have these feelings and this chemistry and like start thinking about like, I don't know, staying in a certain track because you'd be together. And sometimes that's important. But I think before six months, like it can be caught up in a lot of other things and feelings. Me. Um, before we let you go, Sammy, do you have any like parting Oprah advice for <laughs> people out there dating with kids? I guess the only thing I could leave people with is like my encouragement and my empathy. Um, I know it's hard and probably what was right for me won't be right for other people, but just trying to like keep your eye on that gauge of what is right for you and not be swayed by crazy things like hormones or like oh you just need a babysitter so (laughs) let's like find some dude I don't know um just I feel you parents out there (laughs) good luck (laughs) yeah that actually is fucking wise (laughs) even though I've said every everything has been wise like in like gushing but like it's fucking wise to be like I appreciate that, like, what works for you is what works for another person. And we need to remind – we love drilling in the go on dates. But, like, I just want to say that as Kimmy. I think that going on all these dates and having a goal was really helpful for me. But, again, like, I feel you all who are struggling in wanting to even do that. So I feel like we need like to that. change go on a date to go to therapy because that's, like, the <laughs> only – that's the only thing because it's, like, go to therapy and then your therapist will tell you what to do. We won't – we are not going to tell you to go on yeah. dates anymore. We're just going to tell you to go to therapy. <laughs> Like that's true. They'll tell you, you know, a, a nice lady in a in a comfortable armchair will t- point you in the right direction. So true. Um, amazing. On that note, Sammy, tell everyone where they can follow you, even though we've already said it. But okay, so the Instagram account is at 180 first dates, and 180 is the number 180. Um, Wait, it's right- not 180 first dates. Sorry. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> we can cut yeah. that but i also love it oh my it. god i want to keep it in because i screwed up before <laughs> i said it. like a 180 first dates or something no please don't go on 180 first dates um i'm you all too everyone <laughs> <laughs> um 
no 180 days of not dating thank you um at instagram um and so right now this story itself in the post is kind of on pause but i am posting stories once in a while about what's going on lately so there's still content happening if you want to follow along and see what's going on and i will also just highly recommend i do this a lot like I go go back into your back catalog and just read Aww. the posts and look at the drawings and it's very meaningful and inspirational and uh helpful and yeah I, I think the stuff you make is really beautiful and great oh, yeah it's like I just if, if people if you're on the train or something rather than I don't know scroll through just regular Instagram it's nice because you really you go into your comment section like it's a true I don't want to call it a blog sorry but like, you're writing you're writing true pieces to go along with the art which is so you know it it's it's a different level of like connecting versus like just a visual or a meme or something I highly recommend it next time you're commuting as long as you're not driving (laughs) if you're driving listen to us if you're on the subway in New York or on a train you are looking at 180 days of not dating okay cool we figured it out great yeah and it'll be linked in the show notes below and you can follow us at five one first dates pod at (laughs) <laughs> sorry apparently this is just the day of getting handles wrong at 51 first dates pod you can email us your worst first date stories your avoiding kisses stories your any stories about dating at 51 first dates pod at gmail.com please join our secret facebook group that we talk about all the time uh and rate subscribe review if you would be so kind screenshot this put it in your instagram story follow us on instagram all of the things it's we appreciate it we love you so much Sammy, we appreciate this the most. Thank you so much for sharing. And, you know, we had a lot of listener questions around these topics, and we appreciate you coming on to help us think through them because we don't have the same experiences. Amazing. Thank you for having me. It's been so fun to see you two again. I love it. We'll have to check in again. All right. Wonderful. And go to therapy and go on a date. Go on a date. (laughs) Go to therapy. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.